What is up? We are doing Metallica top 10 songs of mine, of Eric's. We're going to rank the fucking albums. Welcome to the Sight and Sound podcast presented by Hargad Media. Um, Eric, what up? How we doing? Happy to be here. Now, this one's probably overdue. I know when yeah. we when we've done dove into music episodes, we've obviously this year we've did a couple music episodes. We've done a top ten of two thousand two episode uh, albums that came out in two thousand two. I know for the thrash shit, obviously you and I have fucking broad ass spectrum of musical taste, but I know we dug into Slayer and did like a whole kind of like Slayer like episode years ago before yeah. they even ended. Um, but yeah, we're doing the fucking Metallica top 10 songs, ranking the fucking albums. Long this overdue. is what this is what's great about the podcast. We just keep people on our toes. Like we probably should have done the Metallica thing like a long time ago, but we're like, you know what? We're just going to throw it in after what was it? <laughs> after uh, some fast times uh, pods, which is great. So now, as you probably can tell, you know, we don't have any. We pretty we let this shit free flow. It's always been that way for almost five years. We're gonna turn five years old in a few fucking weeks. We do this for fun. We do it for ourselves. We don't really give a fuck who listens. Um, we have no fucking Patreon. I have a job. I don't need someone to pay me to do this. I would be <laughs> not. It, it would be nice, but I don't have that kind of. Yeah, fun. if anybody wants to pay pay us, you know sponsor we take sponsors for sure but yes we ain't gonna actually just that i don't ever need to be paid to do this under any circumstance send me free shit though yeah that'd be cool i'd be down with that motherfuckers are sending chris nelson and and fucking sean clark free shit those two guys don't need a free anything <laughs> yeah it's always a th- those things always kill me i know we're, we're big fans of, of them and their podcast uh but it always kills me, like the people who don't need anything get this. They just well, let, let me just shower you with all this free stuff. Yeah, well, all the people that fucking it kills me. All the people like Scream Factory gifts these fucking sets to motherfuckers. <laughs> like I fucking have bought more of your fucking titles, Scream Factory. Send me yeah. a fucking shout package. Well, it's like anything. It's like uh, you know, even like sports related, like these professional athletes who making millions upon millions, they they're still showered with all these free gifts, celebrities, all that kind of stuff. That stuff always killed me. But yes, start uh, shouting out the the little man here. We need we like, want your we want your stuff. Well, I feel like I feel like fucking uh Christopher and Murmur when we went following Ben Kingston to fucking <laughs> Ben Kingston, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will we? The question is, will we ever? Maybe one day we'll start a Soprano. I mean, there's it's been a Sopranos podcast, but maybe R.I.P. Tony Sirico passed away. Recently. Yes, rest in peace. It, you know what? There are a lot of Sopranos podcasts, but there's podcasts about everything, and I think that our love of the podcast or the love of the show i just think it would be fun to just kind of bullshit about the episodes and, oh, and, yeah. what, and what, we could almost do what uh what well, they did just watch every <laughs> watch every episode yeah. and then talk about it that'd be super fun i mean that's a show you and i have revisited probably we probably couldn't even keep track of how many times we've revisited it at this point yeah it's by far like you know it's arguably you know, by far my our favorite show, and, and yeah, we've watched it countless times. We also quote it, I think, on a daily basis. So, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, rough Metallica overview. Eric, when did you first? When did Metallica come out of your radar? So Metallica was very, very early for me. Like uh, it was probably the first group uh, or like musical influence that I had, like beyond like just shit that my parents were listening to. You know what I mean? So like. Um, I was lucky enough to have some older cousins who were like brothers, you know, like older brothers to me. And they introduced me to a lot of music at a very early age. Uh, my cousin Dave, my cousin John, my cousin Tim. And and they all listened to heavier music. Well, mostly heavier music. Uh, and, uh, you know, so Metallica, I heard through them. Um, at a, like I said, I, I don't even know if I could put like a an age on it. Probably like, you know, even before 10 years old, I think I... I've heard my first Metallica song. Um, my cousin Tim was obsessed with them. 
Uh, so I used to play the cassette tapes like all the time. So very, very early. Uh, you know, I never heard my, you know, my father, my father listened to like more classic rock stuff, but he never really listened to Metallica. So, uh, you know, so this was the first time I heard something beyond what they were listening to. Right. How about you? How about you? Uh, it's so hard to pinpoint. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. You think about these things and it's like, it's really just <laughs> putting an age or like, you know, like an exact time, but I, I, I mean, I do definitely, I can tell you right now with hundred percent certainty, the first band I ever became, the first true band I b- became obsessed with, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it was, it was probably the song. It was probably, I think I've told the story a million times, moving in stereo from the cars, like that right, song, right. like kind of got that song truly, I think hooked me on music. Uh, first band I was ever obsessed with, um, obviously some history with Metallica is Guns N' Roses. Um, that was the first band I was like obsessed with at a young, young age, like, I remember like young, young, like first, second grade, like loving like Metallica or Metallica, loving Guns N' Roses. Metallica probably didn't come onto my radar until I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I want to say it had to have been like 90. Fuck. I don't know. Maybe like 97, 97, 98. Because I remember it was probably 98 when they put out Garage Days was released in 98, right? Yeah, I believe 98. So I definitely remember. I remember the fucking the songs offload and reload. I remember the until until it sleeps music video for sure. Right. But I wasn't like into Metallica. I remember the video. I remember liking the song. But I remember going to Herb Philipson's and getting like started getting like i started like listening to metallica more and i remember i got i got load in the black album on cassette while satch bought them yeah they were de facto mine anyway um (laughs) uh and it was like i i couldn't tell you where it might not even have been at like Ames or something. It might even been somewhere like fucking like FaZe or something. Like, cause you know how FaZe had like C's and cassettes and shit. Um, but I remember, and I'm not gonna lie, it was the Garage Days like uh album that like got me sold on Metallica. I remember I bought a garage Sash bought me a Garage Days shirt from Herbs, like not long after I got that cassette, he bought it. Um, cause he wasn't, I won't say like, he wasn't an eighties Metallica guy by any means. He was, you know, same with Chris, like seventies, eighties, like early eighties rock and stuff like that. But he was pretty in tune with music. Uh, and he probably didn't hear of Metallica until the black album, my guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely at the garage day. And right around that time, the behind the music for VH1 dropped. And like, I was like a, a fucking student of like, though like obsessed with music documentaries at a young age i remember watching the fucking poison one like i remember i could fucking pretty much tell you a lot about bands i fucking had no business knowing about at a younger age because watching those behind the music fucking docs and i remember when the metallica one came out and like that was right around the time like the whiskey in the jar video was like all over vh1 and mtv and like that was like that was when i got engulfed into like Metallica was definitely like the garage days fucking. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome that you, uh, that was like kind of your introduction to them. Usually obviously a lot of people from, well, a lot of people in Metallica in general, uh, maybe people before us are different, but I think a lot of people maybe in our age our age range was the black album. I mean, that was like, yeah, that was the first album that I like, you know, that kind of that was like the first cassette i think i ever like bought actually so right. um, but i think that's awesome that uh, it was something different than that for you well I, I remember the garage days shirt where it was like little pictures of them with tape and it was yeah like, yep i had that fucking shirt i i think about that shirt and i found it on ebay not that long ago it was like going for like 130 dollars i was like <laughs> and i'm pretty sure i perpetually wore extra large even Cause I had like Jinko jeans. I had to be super baggy. So even if I was really, truly like a medium at, at 10 years old, I was still wearing an XL because you know, you got, yeah. especially 98. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, that was probably when Metallica got into my radar. Now, probably, I want to say fast forward to like, see, I kind—I don't want to say I, I definitely didn't jump it because I was like still like I liked Metallica and I really like. I want to say it was probably like sixth, seventh, eighth grade was when I really started diving deep on the catalog. Um, right. And that's where I was just like, you know, I became a disciple of the first four records. You know, a- as you become a teenager, that's when you're like, oh, my God, Metallica are truly kings. And it's funny that they've had this arc of like, like the thrash band, you know, one of the, the king of the one of the kings of the big four of thrash metal and morphed into like a, a rock, a radio rock juggernaut. Yeah. And they've pretty much like weaved in and out of rock and metal since the Black Album, in and out, in and out. Have kind of returned, in my opinion, like returned truly to like more of a, like a holistically metal sound. With for that, sure, for with, sure. With you know Death Magnetic and then Hardwired, but um, but yeah, what you know, what was uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about when we rank the albums. Well, do you yeah. want to do? We'll do the. We'll do songs first, and then we'll rank the albums. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Whatever you, however you want to play it out. All right. So let's do, let's do songs. Top 10 songs. Now, this was like hard in some aspects, but I think my list came together quite easily. And I think if you, if I did this list maybe three, four, five, six years ago, I might have a completely different list too. Yeah, save that, for a like, couple songs. For sure, like, and I texted you earlier, and I'm like, man, like, ten songs, ten Metallica songs is is really really hard. They got a, quite um, a fucking catalog, for sure. So like, I made it. This is what like I I made a list of, of 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 like a bunch, and then I took that list and I kind of broke it to ten. Now, like you said, I think that list could change, but this is a list that I in my head I made, so I'm gonna stick with it um you know what i mean like you just gotta you just gotta live you just gotta own it i guess so that's what i'm gonna do that's all we can do <laughs> so do you wanna do you wanna go 10 10 9 9 do you want to go back and forth with these uh yeah however however you like you think is best for sure all right let's let's do that and then maybe with the albums we run them down we run them down just straight our list perfect yeah all right, my number 10 on my Metallica top 10 is from Injustice for All, 1988, Shortest Straw. That's a great one. That's a great song. I love that jam. That's, that's what I mean. Like, there's so, not to, I'm going to say this 100,000 times, but, like, there's so many songs that, because every, like, every album is just, well, especially, like, the early stuff, every album is just banger after banger. So you oh. could you could almost make a list of, like, you know, it's just tough, but that's a great tune. I, I do love that tune. So, oh, yeah. Um, so number 10 on my list is uh, from the Black Album, and it's uh, Of Wolf and Man. That, you know what? Those deeper tracks on the Black Album, while unsung, are fucking jammers. They are fucking like, Of Wolf and Man is fucking like, that, I don't, they, on the Black Album, I really think they understood, or Bob Rock made them understand. If you've ever watched a year and a half in the life of Metallica, you see pretty much the making of that album and the fucking touring that goes on as it's released and shit like that. But um, they let they found like I think that Black Albums when they found groove, and I know it's it, it was cool for the longest time to hate on the Black Album because it was you know so commercially fucking huge, but that they let that breathe and like and that fucking like intro on uh of wolf and man and where they just kind of let the groove breathe and then james i don't know it's just fucking it's great there's so many jams on that that aren't the fucking you know on that aren't you know unforgiven and enter sandman and sad but true and shit like that the deeper tracks 
we'll 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 get into it. You're gonna you're gonna yeah see. yeah, and and that's kind of you know I, I, once we finish our list, I'll make that I'll make a point that I'll, or like I'll say something that like I want to say now, but I'll wait because like yes, like there's just they have really commercially successful songs that I'm sure if like I made this list, you know I don't know 20 years ago or something or however many years ago, I probably the list would be completely different and right. And the same with the albums, you would have probably songs or, you know, even on the list or higher or whatever. So. All right. So uh, my number nine. Off. 2016's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Spit out the bone. That is a jam. And I know we talked about it when the, when this album dropped, I think. This might be like the best song. I don't know. It might be the best song they've wrote since since know. the black since a uh, black or album. maybe since the black album. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie. Like it's not on my list. I will say, but like this one I have because I did make a little tiny list of like songs that I that I wanted right there, and, and spit out the bonus on is on that because it's, it, a, it's a, like I said, it's arguably like the best song they've wrote. You know. And since the black album, maybe I mean, there's I do have you know, it's a tough, it's just such a banger. Definitely the best song they've wrote in this era of Metallica. I think. I'll I'll tell you what, right now I was driving around to the Versa. The fucking the last two cars I've had, the Kia Soul and now the Kia Seltos, do not have CD players. But at the time when Hardwired came out, I had a 2016 Nissan Versa that still had a CD player. I bought Hardwire the day after it came out on a Saturday. And I remember driving in, in November, 2016. And I remember playing that driving to like pick up Bridget to go fucking like Christmas shopping or something. <laughs> and when spit out the bone came out, I had like a visceral fucking reaction and instantly like, cause I already loved the album. And then when I got to spit out the bone, I was like, Oh my fucking God. It's yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's arguably like the best, it's it's so hard it's so heavy so hard it's such a great song they close that album with that if i'm am i correct about that they they close the album with that yeah on the release yes yeah 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 i'm like the 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 non-deluxe yep such a banger for sure for sure so my number nine is uh actually i think the only thing that's past the black album and it's actually off of load and it's another kind of unsung you know, like song in my opinion, and it's bleeding me. I I just lyrically the flow of that song, like it's obviously not as heavy and like fast or whatever as like some of their other stuff before this. But as we know, load is a is a was a change of a, a tremendous change of pace for them. Um, but when you know listening to this album, when I got it back in the day, this song just always stuck. I always loved the song, and I felt like it was one of those ones again that just really. It's really just kind of lost in the catalog. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that one, I definitely, that one definitely pops up. When I hear people talk about like load, that one pops up as a fan favorite for sure. It bleeding. Yeah. Me. I just think it's, it's I great. just think it's, it's, it's a definitely a well-written song. I, I just love and lyrically so good. Like, as we know, uh, the band itself is super polarizing. Like, I mean, think about the roots of where they come from and all like the kind of, controversy surrounding them with the Napster stuff and some of the later stuff with like ticket sales and all the turmoil amongst them. Like they're super polarizing. Um, and I know that these albums fucking load sent shockwaves. Oh yeah. It fucking... the fans. Like, I mean, people were like cut ha- the cutting of the hair, man. Yeah. I mean, they cut their hair. They're, they're wearing suits and like, uh, Even it was super, I mean, I can fucking remember blood like, and semen on a cover. <laughs> I mean, I remember the conversations like you just I can remember having conversations with my cousins and stuff about like, I don't know, just it's just interesting how much controversy these, you know, loads sparked. It really did. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that as we run our list down for sure. But my number eight is off Master of Puppets. Leopard Messiah. Another great one. See, Leopard Messiah is another one like his. And I think we're you're gonna hear this like we're just gonna say it every single time, but like there's such powerful songs on like those early records that like you could say something like Leper Messiah 
which is a great song, but they're like songs just it's so easy to get overshadowed, you know? Oh, I mean? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, in my opinion, I think if we're talking like the, the big four of thrash, I think, I think uh, Slayer and Metallica definitely have the strongest earlier output um, of, of most bands, but for you to get like, I mean, Show No Mercy, I like a lot, but it's far from Slayer's best. Same with Kill 'Em All for me, but um, when you drop like fucking Hell Awaits, Rain and Blood, South of Heaven, and fucking yeah. Season of the Abyss, and then you, if you're Metallica and you drop, in my opinion, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All, like, oh, for sure. That, the fucking like, you imagine, I couldn't imagine just like, Legend, just legendary albums, but yeah, Le- Leper Messiah. I remember, I remember, like just, j- just listening to this with like fucking Rick in high school and in you know early seventh eighth grade, and when Leper Messiah would come on when we had Master of Puppets spinning, man, it was fucking. It's like fuck, this fucking record. Better. Good man. times, good memories for sure. Oh yeah, but uh, number eight for me is actually off the same album uh is battery battery obviously probably one of metallica's more uh highly or highly regarded songs i'd say yeah. um especially yeah. off that album uh but yeah love that song love that track uh oh, yeah. in the sake of not extending every single song that we say out i'll just i'll say that i'll leave it at that battery master yeah. of puppets number battery. eight yeah classic um for me number seven off the first record Kill them all, seek and destroy. Live staple to this day, as is battery. Um, just fucking a classic, crazy song. Like I can feel the youthfulness in it. Um, with how long and extended the song is, just from from being in bands, and I know some of your earlier songs are just so fucking long. At least for me, being being a part of a metal band, metalcore, whatever you want to call it, it was definitely more metal. Yeah. But having those fucking extended songs where the guitar players just can't fucking help themselves because they're like, look what I can do. Uh, I appreciate that on a, on a different level, I guess. For but sure. No, I think you Seek and Destroy. Seek and Destroy is great. Do love that song. I mean, yeah, you see, like, you there's a progression in their albums, but yeah, you could tell, like, their Kill 'em All is just like, you knew their mindset going into that record, I guess yeah. you could say. Like they're just ready, they're just like out there to destroy. Every one of those songs is just like yeah, like these long ass, like you could you could say they were out to kill them all. <laughs> exactly. But like those exactly. songs, that's what I loved about like Batter Me and and uh Seek and Destroy. I felt like as they got into the touring when they became like insane like road dogs, like during the injustice, from injustice to like through the black album, I feel like songs like battery and seek and destroy just fucking sounded way better when they were playing them live. Those songs like grew into like even better songs live than they were on, on record. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like battery is fucking violent. Just listening to it is fucking violent when they, when they playing that shit in like 88, 89, fucking 90, 91, all the way up. Like, before fucking James did the fucking the rat think mullet like uh, <laughs> like yeah, those songs are just violent to hear live oh for sure for sure those songs like I said it's cool too to, to over the years the progression of how they play those songs how they present them you know yeah yeah alright number seven for me is uh, the opening track on Injustice for All Blackened I think it's a perfect uh, introduction to that album uh, I love that song so much. Um, and Justice, yeah, well, again, we're not going to... I'll I'll, uh, we'll, I'll leave that for later. We'll get to it. I'll save my yeah. comments for Blackened, uh, as it may, may or may not appear on this list. Um, <laughs> so my number six, this song moved from, like, number nine to number six over the last, like, week or so. Okay. I was like, when I heard it, I was just like, oh, this song's definitely on my top 10, without a doubt. And I was just like making the list and checking it twice, going to find out it was fucking naughty or fucking nice. And I was like, oh, this is definitely got to move up. This has got to move up. And it ended up moving up from nine to six. And it's off the Black Album, Holier Than Thou. 
Oh yeah, that's that is another banger. The Black Album, like people, it kills me that people shit on the Black Album, but like that's another album of just pure bangers. Oh yeah, and that is, you know what, that one for a long time actually was like my one of my favorites off of that record. Seriously, it's fucking like I don't know. It's just fucking they they got into a groove, and we'll we'll talk about the Black Album, but we'll just say got into a groove for sure, a different kind of groove on the black album but Lord, learned yeah now, my number six perfect number six for me off of ride the lightning is creeping death um yeah i mean really not much to say about still in the, another... still still playing that one today to this day too yeah i mean like i said the the way they present these songs uh i mean it's just it's just so it's just so tough. I mean, Metallica, like ranking Metallica is like, I don't even know what I would equate it to. Like Metallica songs or Metallica albums would be like, I don't know. Yeah. Just really hard. There's so many great things. And you can, you, you kind of repeat yourself saying the same thing every time. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard not to, but exactly. But yeah, Creeping Death, number six on my list. All right. Breaking into the top five. I'm, I'm back ending you right here with some Ride the Lightning. Myself, Fade to Black is my number five off Ride the Lightning. Just fucking, I mean, that, well, that's what's funny too, is like, uh, just like being, being on, a, like, I'll go on Metallica kicks for a while. And it's just so funny to hear them say, like, when people are like, you know, when they start talking about like selling out in the Black album, they're like, what do you, they're like, people were fucking pissed when we did Fade to Black because it was ballady. Like, people were fucking pissed then. Yeah, that's what, that's what kills me. It's oh. like, well, you know how, I mean, people are anything are, are very, um, tribalistic. Yeah. And they, you know, when they don't, people don't like change or they, they need change. And then if, if they, you know, I, I, everyone contradicts, but yeah, I mean, and like I said, Metallica, very polarizing, very controversial. Although I don't think, I don't know. I don't know how you complain about fade to black, but yeah, that's just me. Perfect. Uh, so that was your number five, right? Yes, sir. All right, number five for me is actually uh, "Unforgiven" off the Black album. The song is very nostalgic for me. Like I said, this one reminds me of my one of my cousins who was a big Metallica fan. I just remember playing the song all the time back in the day. Um, you know, it just reminds me of him for sure. So, um, just such a great tune. Obviously, again, another kind of ballady, slower, slower jam for them. I'm sure controversial to some people, um, but arguably one of the more recognizable songs off of that record too i think so oh yeah big time still dark though still dark Maybe Very dark. Yeah, I mean, every, dark as fuck. i think everything yeah everything is probably dark in some sort of way even everything on saying anger has got some darkness to it i'm sure but uh you know yeah. maybe no one sees it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um my number four uh master of puppets uh, off master of puppets i mean uh battery there you go yeah again just like uh this song on its own if they if i if they had stopped playing this live and that's what i kind of like about a lot of their all their earlier stuff they play so much of this shit still to this day even off kill them all ride the lightning master puppets those records are still all the shit they get that shit in the set list they don't negate any real era of the band aside from saying anger (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you probably if you want to give the people what they what they want, right? Like, there's, I mean, you're pretty much, you're pretty much playing songs off of every record. I mean, even, yeah, I mean, Saint Anger obviously is like the step the stepchild that, you know, you don't talk to or talk about that much. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's got to be hard for them to even write set lists because it's like Jesus, where do you start? Where do you end? Yeah, what do you cut? That's the fuck. <laughs> yeah, record. what are we? What are you cutting? Uh, so yeah. But yeah, ride the lightning or or battery rather, my number four. Number four, perfect. Number four for me is a song that you already had mentioned, uh, "Seek and Destroy." Kill them all. Number four, love it, love that. I mean, that I think you could, you just hear that guitar intro, right? It's just like yeah. if you don't get jacked up here in that guitar intro. And again, something that's still played, something they still play. You probably go to a stadium and they they play the football games. Oh yeah, big time. Great yeah. one. A lot of sports anthems in the Metallica catalog that are. Oh yeah, Metallica. Even like a you know, obviously have the season tickets to that local hockey. I mean, they're playing Metallica all the time. So, 
I think any game, I think any sporting event you go to, they're probably playing at least one Metallica song. At least song. one Metallica song. <laughs> which which says a lot. It's like right up there with ACDC and like probably oh, some yeah. Justin Bieber or somebody like that. Without a doubt. <laughs> Cracking in the top three. Another black album entry. And we got mm-hmm. uh wherever I may roam. That fucking sitar fucking intro. Yeah. The fucking music video. Um, just fucking when the drums come in on that, the pop, pop, pop. oh man, yeah. I just uh it's fucking it's heavy as shit. And it's like one of those ones that's like a, a more like slow it's a slower jam but it's still got it's still got like uh it's still got nuts and it's fucking just like that slow head bang yeah i mean they i mean everything there's such power behind all of their all of their songs and that you know like you said slower if you want to call them slower slower is such a weird word to use with them but yes um and i'll say this about metallica and i think you would agree or anybody would agree that the intros to some of these songs are like so epic yeah yeah. Whether it be like you know the the opening the black end or like fight fire with fires like the guitar intros are are just like they just get you like ready for war. It's insane. Yeah. No. Seriously. Um. Perfect. So number three for me, uh, is fade to black. Another just you know kind of the song kind of has two two lives. Honestly, it starts off then makes a transition, but. Uh, Every time I think of that song, I just think of that little guitar riff, like when they go from like kind of the lighter side to the heavier side, where it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's just like so goddamn good. I yeah. mean, it like gives me chills just thinking about it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there's just so many. I mean, it's, it's, it's really impressive. Like when we run through these lists, it's, it's just impressive. Um, I mean, it, it just is like the amount of songs and how great they are. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's it's really hard to, I guess for some people would be like, oh, like name Beatles, like rank the Beatles songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're a Beatles guy. Yeah. Or Stones. Or Girl. Yeah. Um, this one, my number two. I I feel like I battled this one and another one out for the number two spot. And the other one I bumped to my honorable mentions. Which doesn't make sense because I think the song that I bumped to my honorable mentions, I like better than at least two other songs on my list. But whatever, it that one is was fight fire with fire. It was on my fucking honor. They got bumped my honorable mentions, but yeah. that's not my number two. My number two is ride the lightning. The song, nice. Yeah, I mean it's just that's... so fucking. It's it's so fucking good. It's such a, yeah, such a banger. I will say though. Uh... By fire with fire, yeah, is a. I mean, that's a banger too. But the intro to that—that's what I mean. The intro to that is like so fucking awesome. Oh yeah, perfect. So, so your number two is what again? One more time, I'm sorry. Ride it was the uh, ride the lightning. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Ride the lightning. Number two. Number two for me, uh, off and justice is one. One, I mean, lyrically, one of their probably best songs, to my opinion. Lyrically, like it's just the fucking. I- Another song that they said they sold out on. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. It's just like it doesn't make sense. Metallica's all, the uh, only band that's sold out multiple, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, they've sold out thousands of times. Must be, but yeah, one is just like so such a heavy song. Like I said, the uh, you know lyrically, the the pictures that they paint with those lyrics are just the uh, it's just pure insanity. Um, and that song is so good, so good. Uh, first video too. Yeah, so good. All right, the number one. Down to number ones here. I'm eager, I'm eager to hear. My number one Metallica song has been my number one Metallica song for a long time. And that is only because I color my world blackened. I mean, I love to hear it. It's on my list. That's so sick. Oh, I mean, it, it is like if someone was if someone walked up to me. And they were like, what Metallica song should I listen? And listen, I didn't negate like the like one or Enter Sandman or um, or Master of Puppets or For Whom the Bell Tolls or anything like that. I didn't negate those because those are popular songs and we heard them on fucking mandatory Metallica or 
so much or anything like that. Some of that did like, I think subconsciously probably weighed in on this. And those are fucking all amazing songs. But these are the songs that I like. If I'm like putting the album on, usually I listen to the full album. Like I can't just not listen to the full album, especially with like the first four to five Metallica records. But these are songs that like I st- I get visceral reactions when I when I put them on still and blacken more so than any of them. If someone's like, "What is quintessential Metallica?" I'll say, "Well, how about you call it your fucking world blacken." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, love it. I, I love that song, obviously, so goddamn much, and I love to see that it's your number one. I mean, it's 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 legendary, so that's great. So we got your number one, Blackened Off, and Justice for All, opening track. Uh, number one for me is from Ride the Lightning, actually, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Nice. It's always been one of my favorites. Obviously, the bell opening lyrics, just such a banger of a song. Super fun. Oh yeah, um, maybe maybe yeah. one of the greatest. Uh, putting that as the intro to Zombieland too. Maybe one of been the one of the. Oh cool uh, yeah, that you know what that intros. was a happy surprise about that about that flick. That was really cool. But yes, I mean that song is just for me. I don't know that song. Just always, I always just really kind of was attracted to that song. And again, uh, epic as fuck. Yeah, I mean, really. Well, yeah, like you said, everything, everything's so epic. But I like that we have different. Like yeah, it was, it, was similar, pretty, but... it was pretty different. Like we, yeah. we had like a couple, we had a deeper cut uh, black album song. We had ride the lightning stuff. Like Blacken was a little higher up on yours. It was my number one. Like there was yeah. like some crossover, but it was not blatant. It was pretty, it was pretty eclectic list. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. We weren't, we weren't identical. We had a lot of similars. Uh, we had different number ones and I was, that's what I was curious. I was definitely curious to see if we'd have different number ones, which I like that we did. I thought it was cool. So I had, you know, that, I mean, everyone listening, know here heard that we don't have like answer Sandman on our top 10, but I'm sure you're going to mention something about that. Yeah. Uh, So I had two, two, two songs off injustice, which was my 10 and my number one blackened and shortest straw. I had two songs off Ride the Lightning, which were Fade to Black and Ride the Lightning. I had two off the Black album, which was Wherever I May Roam and Holier Than Thou. I had one off Master and one off from All Kill 'em All, and then one off Hardwired. Yeah. So pretty much, a, I mean, I didn't have my latest one was, uh, or the newer albums was Load, but yeah, Load Black. I mean, a lot represented. Yeah. Yeah, no. a little bit of everything. No, no Lulu. No. <laughs> I consider that more a Lou Reed record than I do a Metallica record, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, believe me, they have songs that I, I mean, they have songs on like random shit that I like would I listen to oh, all yeah, the time yeah. at one point. Like the SM stuff. I was obsessed with that like original SM record. I thought it was like the oh, coolest shit right. I ever heard. Um I mean right. when you hear hear Metallica do the Ecstasy of Gold by you know oh, any other shit. So but yeah, I did have a few. I don't know if we're gonna do honorable mentions, but just I run your mention. list. Run your honorable list down. Honorable I just list. did really quick. Like I wanted to represent some of the, like the instrumental stuff, like Orion and Call of Cthulhu. Like I think those are both really rad. Orion, I think is like musically like really really awesome. Maybe even one of their cooler songs. But I don't know why I left it off. And then obviously I put Freight Ends of Sanity and Master of Puppets okay. and spit out, spit out the bone. Obviously I just put Enter Sandman just because it's like it's Enter Sandman. It's like. I don't know. It's like it's it's probably one biggest. of the most iconic riffs of all time. All <laughs> yeah, like their biggest song. And, you know, in my musical evolution, Metallica is very, very important, as I know they are with you as well. Uh, and Enter Sandman, even particular, too. I mean, I think, you know, that song was important to a lot of people. Um, not didn't even make my list at that point. So that's what I mean by evolution. Like you kind of grow and you listen, you like things a little bit differently. But, you know. But yeah, how about yours? Did you have some uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, so I got six. So I got Ain't My Bitch, opening track offload. Fucking love that song. That's awesome, yeah. Like, I love that they kind of, when they, even though people hated it at the time, like, I mean, I kind of like that they went that more rock, like, it just sounds like, it literally sounded like you were at, like, a fucking funny car, like, race fucking with all that shit like you could tell like it was high 
engine fucking rock and roll. Like, I don't know. I fucking ain't my bitch is fucking sick. I don't care what anybody says. And I don't give a fuck if anybody. Yeah, that record is. I mean, that record is load is the free. Yeah, load reload. Not so much, but load. Definitely. Yeah, for um, sure. Fixer last track off reload. Yeah, Fixer is a great one. Uh, ironically enough, Metallica, obviously a lot of crossover, uh, fortunately and unfortunately with the Paradise Lost documentary series, but the West Memphis Memphis three, um, this song was in there and that was definitely when I saw, like heard this song. And like I said, I was watching those, do- I think I told you, like I watched those documentaries. I remember my parents watching it when I was a kid, like, and just, i kept up on that case for the longest time. But that song was in it and like I became like I was like, oh, my God, this fucking song is amazing. Um, Whiskey in the Jar, fucking just one of the greatest covers maybe ever of all time. Uh, yeah, is, I mean, super great. I mean, they did so many. That's another thing. You can do an almost a whole episode on some of their covers. I know. Maybe the greatest cover band of all time is Mattel. <laughs> uh, another another song I, I don't think gets a, a lot of love is King Nothing. I fucking love that song. Yeah, King Nothing was really cool. That video was was super cool too. But fight fire with fire, sad but true. Yeah, that, I mean, like I said, so many good ones. Um, it's kind of hard. It's hard to even put it down to a list. You could probably easily make it top thirty. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, easily. Um, all right, so we'll do our we'll do our albums. We'll do our albums. Uh a little differently we'll literally we'll run down quick we'll go back okay. and forth but we'll go i'll say 10 you say 10 like i'll i'll say blank you say blank and then we'll just go back and forth like that and then break it down and explain okay yeah perfect. Careless. all right and we we did the traditional 10 studio records we left off s m uh yes lulu left off any cover any you know we left off garage days and uh all, all that shit like uh it was a le- it was left off so the traditional 10 albums all right number 10 i got san anger i'm just gonna yeah my, i'm just gonna kick right in and say number 10 i have san anger as well okay number nine <laughs> reload I have the same thing. Number nine, reload. <laughs> Number eight, death magnetic. Uh, I actually have a uh, hardwired to self destruct at at uh, at that. So okay. All right. So that was eight. So seven. Yep. Seven. I have load. Seven. I have death. Death magnetic. Okay. Six. I have hardwired. Perfect. Six. Uh, six. I have load. All right, top five. Five, I have Kill 'em All. Right there with you. Kill 'em All at five. Four, Master. Four, I have the Black Album. Three, I have the Black Album. Right on three, I have Master of Puppets. So we flip flopped on those, had Kill 'em All the same. Uh, number two, now this is really hard. I went back and forth on these. I, it's so funny that like, we're thinking and doing the same thing because I, Yes, I'm eager to hear what you got here. A year ago, five years ago, six years ago, ten years ago, I would have said Injustice for All. But my number two (laughs) is Injustice for All on this one. Yeah, I mean, it looks like we have identical uh, because my number two is Injustice for All as well. And that leaves Ride the Lightning as our number one favorite. I want to say this. Like, I was – I thought, like – uh, it was going to be controversial to say that uh, Ride the no. Lightning was, and I was like, oh my God, like, uh, well, because I mean, I just, we didn't corroborate these lists beforehand either, people. No, no, we definitely did not. And like I said, I, I legitimately thought, like, having Ride the Lightning, even in my head, I was like, man, this is like, some people would call this sacrilege, but I don't know. I just connect with that album more, I think. I just think it's so goddamn good. What all the, all, arguably ride the lightning and injustice have the two best album covers i mean master is great amazing too iconic but like my two favorite art cover or art cover art for their albums is definitely injustice and ride the lightning yeah for sure fucking electric chair on an album called ride the lightning in 19 (laughs) in 1984 when that came out is fucking genius 
yeah, that, yeah, I mean, that, that's something, that's an interesting thing, concept to get in talking about too, is their album, their album artwork. But, uh, yeah, Ride the Lightning is like so iconic, the goddamn electric chair. So we only had a couple differences. We had Black Album Master flipped. We had Hard, I had Hardwired at number six. We both had Metallica Kill em All at five. Yeah, I think we had load and my load was seven, but you had hardwired, I think. So we our list and we had St. Anger as 10 and reload as nine. So we're our lists were very close. Yeah, very, very close. I I will admit, I I, I went back and forth on my five, six with um, with load and uh, and kill them all. Uh, You know, it's kind of those two albums are like polar opposites obviously because you have kill them all like their their opener and like they're like very raw and then you have load being like the their return like very different from anything they've done before uh, you know probably their most controversial record i would say it's more controversial than stain anger in my opinion just because of the weight that yeah, um, yeah. i mean i know people dislike stain anger um and i gotta think that if you were to ask 100 metallica fans that probably i'd say almost every one of them if not like 95 would be have saint anger as their as their lowest record i gotta think yeah and you know what though saint anger does have jams on it it's just sonically not where i think a metallica record should be i think they really tried to like do something different um and i think they should have listened to kurt in some kind of monster doc when Kurt's like, if we don't have solos in this record, that dates this shit to this day. And he was fucking right. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it was just lacking. It was lacking something. Obviously, we could talk all day about the drum sound. The drum sound didn't even bother me as much as the songs just seemed like it did. It seemed like a recovery record, honestly, like where it was just there was no real structure. Um, they were kind of in disarray after Newstead left. Um, yeah, I mean, addiction it's issues, very, everything like, you know, very weird time in their in their like lives and career. Yeah, for sure. Like it just, um, you know, you almost feel bad. Well, I don't feel bad because they're, you know, you know what I mean. But, it, you know, I think that they were probably trying for something. There's a lot of controversy. Obviously, they have, they were in turmoil. It's well documented. Um, yeah, just miss miss the mark, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. And, you know, it's it's funny looking back, like for me to look back and like, you know how you can look back on a band. And you can remember that first record. It's so funny for me, like when I think of Metallica, I think of so much. But like I think of probably the Ride the Lightning artwork, the Master Puppets artwork. And for me, the Garage Inc. artwork, like because that record was just kind of something that I that really like busted me open into Metallica. Um was garage inc um right but yeah it's you know where they've had such an interesting trajectory and to come back and kind of be ingratiated i think i want to say i it was after death death magnetic because people people can say what they want about if they don't like death magnetic for whatever reason but death magnetic i definitely think brought them back into the good graces of metal fans yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that record is great, honestly. I think it's it's a really great, well-written record, I mean, from kind of start to finish. Um, and I think you're right. I think that kind of, that kind of, return, you know, returned them to, to the good graces of, of, uh, of their roots a bit, so. Yeah, yeah, big time. Also, I mean, Metallica I think I was like, go ahead, I'm sorry. So and I think I was saying Garage Days Inc. Uh, I meant to say Garage Inc. Um, when yeah, I was talk- when I was talking when I was initially talking about getting into Metallica because I-, I don't want someone to be confused and be like, wait, Garage Days came out in '87. He was <laughs> he was negative one. <laughs> no, I'm sure they got the gist, but but yeah, I mean, I know we're gonna talk about this stuff. We probably have a lot more to talk about the record or whatever, but uh, you know. Metallica, you know, with me and you, we grew up, I think, like I said, with that musical evolution, like Metallica was very important to me because one, they were like, 
an early love of mine, but also like when we were in our early teens and we started going to like hardcore and punk and metal, you know, metal shows or whatever, but there was a, I don't want to call it like a revel, not like a, re- but there was a startup of this metal core, obviously in Syracuse where we, uh, where we were, you know, the area where we were from and like yeah, early 2000s. I, yeah. Early 2000s where like the hardcore punk was starting to get more metal, um, uh, you know, the metal side of it. And I, and it's just, you know, I, I don't care what anybody says, like Metallica obviously played a huge role in that. I mean, those, oh, for sure. Those, you know the crossover thrash and just just like the early metalcore and you know all together oh big time um were heavily i'm sure all heavily influenced by metallica a lot of other bands as well but um and that's why i think they also have like a special place because i know that they oh, influenced they influenced a lot of bands that uh who influenced us too so well uh, to to kind of if if i'm going to draw correlations i would say you know, when you got bands like Earth Crisis and Integrity that were starting in the late 80s, early 90s, getting, you know, really setting their feet in the music world, that shit, Earth Crisis, Integrity, Overcast, all hardcore right. kids, 100% influenced by metal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, a and, lot of people didn't like that, but yes, 100%. Um, You know, so you got hardcore kids that were jamming. I mean, the Earth Crisis dudes... um have been open about their influences with slayer and metallica and that shit came into hardcore like earth crisis is one of the obviously from our neck of the woods from syracuse um revered as maybe one of the greatest if not the greatest hardcore band of all time that had you know ideals like straight edge veganism shit like that and in in other forward-thinking shit but they were met they hadn't they loved metal too. You know what I mean? At least yeah, the, sure. at least Scott, the guitarist did. Um, and, and you know, you can't that all. And like you were saying, well, in the early two thousands, like you've seen shadows fall, Brian fair was from overcast, which was like hardcore kids that did like, you know, a heavy metal core band before metal core was really fashionable. And Shadows Fall goes on to be this like fucking, you know, pretty notable metal band, a part of the new wave of American metal, which include a lot of those New England bands like, you know, Killswitch Engage and Lamb of God and all those fucking bands. But all those bands, Lamb of God was playing with Unearth and Unearth was another band that was a metal band, but had hardcore kids in it, you know, and just that that metal the essence of metal that you find in Metallica and Slayer and Anthrax and Megadeth and, and those fucking thrash bands, that shit leaked into hardcore. And I think gave us a lot of great bands. And even like, you know, when, when you talk like 18 visions, like 18 visions covered sad, but true on the cover record. Like you can't tell me that like, you know, when 18 visions comes out, when they're mixing like fucking pre, they were pre what, what kids, you know, went on to call death core 18 visions right. was mixing hardcore and chaos like death metal with like crazy like intricate m- metallic fucking riffs with hardcore music like all that shit metallica definitely has a, a their fucking their seed is spread throughout many different subgenres we'll say for sure i mean even like punk obviously too like you know they were like tight with like the misfits and like they love the misfits oh, like it big time that's what i mean like they it's just i would influence- say they influence a lot of things that we we hold very dear, including them. We hold them very very close as well. But I mean, you know, some of the subgenre stuff that we were really into, like they influenced heavily as well. Well, you talk. I mean, I could I could say with that with certainty it, from my perspective, I think Metallica is probably the most. Glenn Danzig and the Misfits probably have a lot of their fan base. Most of them have most of them have to thank Metallica for discovering the Misfits. Right, for sure. I mean, yeah, Cliff wearing, wearing the shirt, the shirt yeah. James Cliff wearing, the, wearing shirt. the shirt, yeah, for and sure. Doing I mean, the covers people, like crazy, yeah. A lot of people, Metallica even does this to this day. I mean, they they bring out they brought out some bands that you know, some somewhat smaller bands that have definitely helped catapult them for sure. I mean, they brought even like a band I really like, Philadelphia Baroness, like they they yeah. put them on shows. Like, it's Metallica is by far like you know arguably the biggest band you know especially when it comes to metal or or rock music in the world and 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 i know they have their controversies but they still um 
you know, they they still look out for the, uh, you know, I don't know, the smaller man sometimes too and stuff like that in those Who's situations. Your, they, I mean, they brought when I remember when Lamb of God put Wrath out, they brought M- M- Lamb of God out on tour with them for yeah, yeah, for for a Lamb of God to be as heavy as they are, and to for me to say that I saw you know a shirtless fucking Randy Bly fucking at the fucking lost in planet 505, like as a young fucking 14, 15 year old, 16 year old kid and saw them at fucking the furnace and and wherever the fuck else they were playing. And to think that they were, you know, they had gotten so big that they were opening for Metallica. Like I know it warped their minds, but like, it was so cool to see, you know, cause I remember, I know you went to that. I'm pretty sure you went to that tour. I know a friend of mine went to that tour as well. Uh, from high school rick went to that tour and just to, to think about that like it blows your mind um yeah i mean i've seen i saw lamb of god open for metallica and open for slayer which i find pretty cool yeah that is cool i, I mean, mean that speaks to lamb of god being the shit too yeah that also does speak to that too but but yeah i don't know if we got a little off track there but that's the no know, no just, this is all relevant talking about their their influence and and that's what i mean that's another thing that kind of just helps the building blocks of, of our uh, musical foundations, you know. Now, if you had to say, who's your favorite member ever of Metallica? Did you ever I've have always, a favorite? Did you ever uh, have a, a member you were partial to? I don't, I've always been partial to Hammett, I guess. I mean, he just always seems like the coolest dude. He's like kind of a. <laughs> he really is. He's the. He's like the. Man. Especially now, like I know he's like a huge horror guy. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. He's also like. But he's also like a surfer and like kind of laid back and like soft spoken. Always a bit. the voice of reason. Yeah, I always kind of uh, you know, kind of gravitated towards towards him. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's never really been anybody I hated per se. But yeah, I always always been fond of Hammond. How about you? I don't know. Like I always loved Newstead just because I loved what Newstead brought to the band. Yeah, for sure. those when he would do vocals on certain songs um, and it was just when he would do like, I think in the early, I think it was like, you know, maybe 92, 93 when he would start doing the vocals for Seek and Destroy. Yeah. Um, his backups on battery were just so fucking violent and sick. Um, he was always and he also had the greatest fucking undercut, maybe the most legendary undercut of all time. I mean, he he maybe is one of the pioneers of the undercut. So the fucking undercut. Um, there, was, there was a lot of bullies in in our high school who rocked the undercut because of Newstead for sure. And Newstead has a has a has a homestead in Skinny Atlas Lake, about a half hour from Syracuse now. Yeah, which is really cool. That is really cool. I would. Love I mean, to- I know that most of the other members have been pretty stagnant, obviously forever. But uh, you know, I mean every basis who who Metallica's had was great in their own right. You know what I mean? I mean. And Lars is probably the most entertaining to imitate and to, to, to impersonate is Lars, Lars's. Uh, yeah. His, hey, his Lars. Mannerisms and. Lars was taking it on the front lines for a lot of that shit. That, especially oh, yeah. the, the Napster stuff. Like. You know, and people who aren't familiar, obviously, uh, you know, they went after Napster for the downloading and, and stuff like that. Uh, but I feel like he got like kind of the brunt of all that stuff. Well, he, it, it's so funny now. I mean, it's it's funny in hindsight now. This is what it is. I mean, this is kind of, of course, Napster. Like, if you can't not talk about Metallica and bring up Napster. But it's so funny that, like, I think the ultimate revenge that Lars and Metallica had on that whole controversy was the fact that everyone's just like, fuck these assholes. They're fucking millionaires and they're squabbling over this fucking money and stuff like that. That's true. And I, I agree to an extent with that. But you've seen the music industry dry up and bands have to. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing, but any chance but like a band that could tour six months of the year now has to tour nine or 11 months of the year because the live show is where they make their money selling the merch and shit like that's because they're not making money off record sales and i think it helped and the napster controversy helped and hurt the music industry it helped in in a sense of like i think it 
once downloading and see once like physical music took like a backseat to downloading um and streaming services uh i think it it helped the artist to have more ownership and you could be you know you didn't need a label to fuck you don't need a label to upload your fucking music you can record in your bedroom and you can upload get your all your shit put on spotify yourself you don't have to go through a record label to fucking do it makes it easier in some aspects as far as promotion and monies and things like that but the ultimate revenge that metallica and lars had on everyone is they're one of the most downloaded fucking artists of all times and they probably get off the spotify and the apple streamings and everyone complains like oh i got a fucking check for 17 cents i don't know what metallica gets for their fucking quarterly fucking payouts or if they get paid out annually or whatever but having like 350 million downloads for one song, they're at least buying a nice lobster dinner or something out. Like <laughs> at the very least they're getting a, they're getting more than fucking Slayer or Exodus or fucking probably well, yeah, I mean, Fears for Fears. So they're at least fucking getting dinner every fucking quarter together. They're able to pay, buy a fucking. I'm sure Metallica is making, I mean, I know that the, uh, there's a very dark side of the streaming services of course for us as fans it's for sure it's it's easy and we like it however you and i still buy physical media we still buy yeah, records or absolutely. cds or even cassettes uh but uh so we're still buying that stuff but a lot of people don't i mean i think 90 percent of people now when they listen to music they're just yeah they just, listen. just listening they're not uh metallica probably when they did when the snaps stuff came out nobody could have imagined what it would be where we are today as far as yeah where we are today uh, but i'm sure they're not complaining because i'm sure they're like you said they're no they are, they yeah they're doing all right plus like now like those big bands like the taylor swift and probably them can they can hold out and take their music off somewhere and they sign some big joe rogan style spotify deal and that's what taylor swift did i don't even did metallica do that did they hold their stuff off yeah, I think it was. It wasn't on like either Spotify yeah. or Apple I, Music for a while until they until some deal was reached. I know Taylor Swift did that. I Garth Brooks, I think, is another one randomly who I don't think he. The last time I knew he, you can't, you can't stream any of his stuff. Like he he doesn't allow that. So well, Metallica's brilliant too because it's all under blackened recordings now. It's not owned by Elektra or any other subsidiary or any other there's no one to fucking uh, there's very few people to pay out now that labels don't own their masters they own all their masters so if you go to apple or spotify or whatever it should say black and recordings and same thing when they're all repressed when fucking master puppets the cd is getting repressed and it's fucking showing up in vinyl uh, or on vinyl or cd in fucking walmart i think it says it i think it says because those initially were pressed on electra but it has the black and logo there too um and I think that's funny. And I don't own any Metallica vinyl, but I do own all the Metallica studio albums and some live shit, Binge and Purge and all that stuff yeah. on, on CD because CD is, uh, as much as I love vinyl, CD is still king. Um, yeah, yeah, I still love CDs. I even love cassettes still. But yes, I actually don't own, I mean, most of Metallica, I think I have some Metallica CDs hanging around somewhere, but uh, definitely don't own any of their vinyl. Well, it's being repressed every fucking five years, so. Yeah, there. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you're, that you're never gonna have any problems finding it. If you're yeah, you're gonna be able to find out. something. Um, yeah. All right, fucking well, yeah. I think we 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 got a good deep dive on top of doing our our lists and. Uh, yeah, I'm sure whoever's listening, obviously, hopefully, I'd imagine has heard some sort of Metallica song, but yeah, I mean, I would suggest to anybody, not that I'm you asked, but I mean, I was anybody who is intrigued and maybe not, not hasn't dove like far into their real, you know, their catalog or whatever to, you know, start with the early stuff and work your way through. I mean, there's some, those first couple of records are just like, I mean, they're already like, they just start off. They're like, they're just gods. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the songs are so powerful. The albums are so powerful and you know, it, you're a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, you know, you get the black album and then the load reload and then, you know, the, the ups and downs but it's pretty cool yeah i mean we could we could probably have a couple more episodes on metallica maybe we will down the road but you at least got our albums ranked and you got our top 10 song lists at least as of today 
And yeah, for sure. I did yeah. want to bring up um, if anybody who is a Metallica fan, maybe they never heard of it. There's a really dark. Uh, it's like a drama, but a comedy with Joseph Gordon-Levitt from like the early thousands oh, yeah. called Hesher, where Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays this outrageous character who loves Metallica, and the whole movie. Uh, it, all the songs in that are Metallica songs, and they play like a big role in the movie. In the movie, so if anyone's never seen Hesher and they're a Metallica fan, I highly suggest checking that film out. Pretty cool. Like I said, a bit of a dark, uh, a dark comedy. There's some dark stuff that happens, but a great movie nonetheless. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out Spotify, Apple, all that shit. Instagram is at Hardgot Media. Same with the Twitter. Uh, yeah, comment on the fucking post when this goes up. Let us know what your fucking top 10 is and rank the fucking albums in the comments or some shit. Uh, but this has been pretty fucking sick. Pretty fun. And if St. Anger is your favorite album, let us know. Let us know why. Yeah, I want to know why. No judgment. Judgment free. No judgment. I'd just like to hear from someone who's like, you know what? St. Anger is their best work. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's anybody out there that exists, like you know, anybody who thinks that, but maybe someone's, someone's favorite song is definitely Sweet Amber. <laughs> uh but yeah, fuck yeah. Uh check us out and yeah, let us know what the fuck you think. Um and tell us what your top ten Metallica songs are and rank the fucking albums like we did. We had fun. Later. <laughs>